0: episode 125 discover your who story brand for doctors i'm your host dr justin troste and today we are john morrison's perspective join 2017 and 2018 podcast awards nominated host as we get a behind the curtain look at all types of doctors and guest specialties let's hear a doctor's perspective welcome back to the program Today's a good one. You've heard me talk about story brand, and if you listen to any of the minisodes, which I highly suggest, you'll hear a few stories of be the let the patient be the hero, let your client be the hero, and you just be the guide, right? That's just the motto. But we'll actually go into that more in depth because John Morrison is a story brand certified leader or guide. He's kind of carved out a niche in the chiropractic realm, and he's been doing that for about two years. He was recently on a TEDx about late April. So that's pretty cool. He's my second guest that has gone through the TEDx process. And maybe by the time this episode airs, it'll be online. All you got to do is check. He's in the process of writing a book and like a program based on the start with who mentality. And that is definitely something we're going to cover in the episode. And another cool thing that he's got, you know, when you start story branding with people and you. You've gotten their tagline, you're getting their, you know, about me section and, and how to frame what you do to like a sixth grade reading level. And at the same time, putting it to where you're talking to the patient's needs and their desires and why would they come see you? Not because you have all these fancy techniques, but because they can't do X and you can help them be there. Come to me so that you can play golf type of stuff. And one of the issues he's had was you created all this copy, you know, the words, and now you've got to go personally. And either hire someone to build out your webpage or you got to, you know, bootstrap a little bit and do it yourself. Which, you know, a lot of doctors, uh, chiropractors, maybe PTs kind of bootstrap it and do it themselves. And they get familiar with WordPress and Squarespace. And those come with their own complications, especially with like WordPress. All these plugins you got to manage and it doesn't look quite like it's supposed to. So then you got to like change themes. But there's so many themes. Which should you use? And in Squarespace, it's pretty straightforward. But maybe some of the functionality may not be what you want or you just whatever, you know, reason. You're like, man, to create it from scratch is difficult. So him and his brother created Get Clear Sites. You can see the show notes page for all the links. And anyway, I went through a demo, a live demo of it. It is super easy. I mean, it's got the headline. Like if you've already done the story branding or if you're trying to do it yourself and you're not hiring this guy, it's the blanks. Here's your tagline. Here's where you put some SEO like what. You know, that's your chiropractor in what city you're in. And you're going to go down. You can easily change the color schemes. They got some pre-made ones so that you know they look good. And they got some, uh, you can customize it from there. And you can change the fonts. You know, the classic, if you look at, you know, a Squarespace site, like a Bedford site, you know, they, they slide up. And then there's a new block of color. And then you slide up again and there's a background image with some words on top of it. You can do all of that. You can change the icons for, like, do uh, you do grassing? Do you do uh, instrument-based adjusting? you do some other certification? So you can have those. Or if you set it up to where it's, um, you know, back pain, headaches, athletics, you know, you can do that too. Super simple to edit everything, to be honest. I mean, add in a picture. You can do blog posts. And there's a section where it makes the last three or four nice and uh, clean for you. Everything's the right size. You can do podcasting. So this is originally built for uh, churches. And so they're like, look, we we can just modify this. So if you have a podcast, you can actually have a podcast site, you can have the audio there, the RSS feed and everything. Uh, Contact pages, you know, the most important parts of your webpage, the landing page, the about you and contact. Those are gonna be the most visited pages. And I remember back whenever I was doing a heat map of my own website, I was really surprised. Every now and then you'd get like a services button click. But really, if you just had those three pages, you would be like set to go. And so he'll discuss that a little bit as well. I just wanted to give him some praise for, for that, giving a solution. You know, I've already gone through the money and the investment and the time and the effort to create a story brand. And if you can't execute that on a website, I mean, what are you going to do? And so it's really nice to have this option, in my opinion. Now, I know this sounds like a sales pitch, but I just wanted to give you guys a, a you know, kind of an honest review. I'm not getting paid to tell you all this uh, about, the, about that site. And for a lot of doctors, I know it's going to be helpful because they just don't want to do it themselves and whatever. And this is built so that, you know, the church secretary of a congregation of 100 people could put sermon series and put the sermon audio update it on a regular basis who have no other computer skills, just basic word, you know, Microsoft Office type stuff. Because, you know, if you go to a church that has thousands upon thousands of members, they probably can afford to just pay an IT person. So anyway. It's real simple. It's real nice. I'm belaboring the point. Again, check out the mini-sodes before and after this episode. Usually uh, Thursdays and Saturdays is when they drop. Uh, Again, there's summaries of other podcasts that I listen to, usually less than 10 minutes, sometimes less than five. As always, the full transcript and the show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash 125. Enjoy the humor and enjoy the relevant information from John Morrison. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China in Vancouver, Canada, today on the show, we have a guy who is a website genius. No, he is. But the part of what we're talking about today is that, you know, we have a website and sometimes it's pretty, but it's not effective. And sometimes we have one that's uh, so simple it doesn't really answer your questions or it's designed nice. You get what I'm saying. It's just not going to convince a patient to call you and see you. And that's not the point of a website. And so... You've probably heard in the past I was kind of interested into the story brand thing with Don Miller and read his book and trying to do my own stuff. And Anyway, so I ran across this guy from other podcasts and everything. He's doing a really good job for doctors, and that's the key point. Uh, he's also just launched uh, a new website to help you build them yourself, TEDx. That's coming up on his schedule, and he's, he's going to write a book. So please welcome John Morrison to the show.
1: Hey, Dr. Justin, and hey to everyone listening. Well, greetings from Canada.
0: Hey, hey. Well, if that wasn't a mouthful, I think you, you get it. I like what you're doing.
1: I can be a mouthful, that's for sure. And so, you know, everyone's story is a bit of a mouthful too. So happy to share whatever whatever of that all you want to distract, uh, extract, sorry, I should say. Happy to, to go wherever you want to take us, Justin.
0: I love your background. It's a bunch of bunch of books. It's making me wonder later on in life if I shouldn't have gotten rid of all of my uh, textbooks that I don't read anymore because it probably dampens the sound great and it looks good behind you. So... We'll see what happens. Well, later.
1: I think it's probably pretty hard to take a whole bunch of books to China. And then secondly, you know, they,
0: they don't allow everything over there, do they? Uh, well, you know, probably not. We snuck a Bible in, but, you know, that's okay.
1: You can't just bring a bunch of books.
0: Yo, who do that? Yeah. I need clothes. I need... Especially those ones that are
1: back there. I don't think... I
0: don't... Yeah. Anyways. I snuggled this one in, though. Look. story brain. Look at that. There she is. Yeah, in the flesh. The, the, the,
1: the great... The great story brand book. Yep. I love that one. I got a copy over my left shoulder there as well.
0: Yeah. Right by the cactus. (laughs) I guess it's a cactus. Who knows? The only cactus in Canada. (laughs) It's a little chilly. All right. Yeah. So give us the lowdown. You were a past pastor. Now you're doing this. It's a little bit of a change. And I'm thinking in my mind, maybe he's doing both because there's not much money in pastoring, but there's you know, you got to have both in life sometimes. So give us your background and, and how you got hooked up with sure, sure. everything.
1: Yeah. So I always tell people that the difference between a, a, a full-time pastor and a large pepperoni pizza well, uh, the difference is that the, the large pepperoni pizza can feed a family of four quite easily. But being a pastor isn't always that easy to do so. So anyway, I was a pastor for years. That's what I, I grew up, you know, getting getting dragged to church every Sunday by my mom and Eventually, just the message connected. I believed that there was a God, that my life had a purpose, and so, um, you know, good church kids seemed to go into pastoring. So I felt like that's where I was led to go. My first dream was always to, like most Canadian kids, wanted to play in the NHL, but that dream died when I was twenty. So I uh, salvaged my life off the scrap heap of what I always thought I would do, and then you know decided, well, what else is there for me to do? I'll just go into uh, church ministry. So went to um, went to school to study that, and then. Joined uh, or found found a great church out here in Vancouver. Got married, and we had a really good experience. Except uh, this new board came in, and basically felt that um, they wanted someone older, kind of leading leading the helm there. So Hmm. I found myself without a job. By that point, we had uh, two mouths to feed and a mortgage. And these Vancouver mortgages don't come easily. I mean, they're they're pretty hefty. So. I found myself thinking, well, what can I do? You know, I'm I like I know Greek and I can yell at people. So, uh, <laughs> what's my, what does my skill set allow? And so I thought, well, I could work at Starbucks or I could cut grass because we have you know pretty good climate actually here in Vancouver where we have grass growing a lot. So, I could cut some grass. And then I read this book called Building a Story Brand, the one that you just uh, flashed for us there, uh, Justin. And I was hooked on that, that book. And I Donald Miller and I, you know, I'd met him a couple of times. Uh, over the years, his he'd written lots of great books that I had read before, but this was a, a new thing for him. Just like coming out of church ministry was a new thing for me. So we, I felt like you know it, this was a cool opportunity to kind of uh, reinvent myself. And so uh, I heard about this guide program and went to go uh, st- study with him in Nashville for it was only a week actually. I wish it was longer, just because there's a lot of challenges and you know thinking that you're the story brand guru, but you know you eventually learn. But that uh, I came home and my first lead came right away, uh, and the phone ha- didn't stop ringing since. So I'm kind of riding that, that story brand wave, but also trying to find my own my own voice in it too. Uh, just like everybody's trying to find their niche in life, and you know I'm trying to determine why did everything happen in the past? How do I take my love for people that I found as a pastor and my love for marketing and being an entrepreneur and trying to merge those together? And so that's. That's kind of the platform that I'm trying to build now, which is this whole idea of um, discovering your who
0: as the most important
1: part of of getting your message out there. So,
0: And what I like about it is it's not like website design per se, because I'm sure you can do that part for us. But I'm from what I gathered, you're not like, hey, you got to hire me to to actually build the website. And that's not what a story brand is about. It's about the message, creating that one liner, telling a story in a way that's very concise and not a lot of fluff like. 50 sentences or 15 sentences I think it was like that's all the first <laughs> page needed to be and I'm like how am I supposed to boil that down as a doctor and, Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: well I mean yeah that's the thing is story brand is all about at first like the first step is to realize you're not the hero of the story I mean you're the hero of your own story but you know who cares about that like maybe your mom and your wife pretends to care I think you're the hero of the story but really, you try to get out there and talk like you're the hero. People are going to tune you out. And that's what's going on. That's most marketing these days is people look saying, look at me. I'm a hero. I'm significant. Pay attention to me. And people just say, you know what? In a world of limited time and resources, like I, you must be a big deal. You, you claim to be. But if you'll just step aside, I'm really looking for some help because I need to win my story. And that's, the, that's when StoryBrand opens people's eyes and be like, oh, my goodness. You mean I've had this website and I've been talking about myself and trying to do this marketing, and I've been doing it wrong the entire time, it literally creates a feeling in your gut where you say, oh my, I can't believe it. Could I have a re- redo? So it gives us a chance to say, maybe I can reorient my messaging. That's the first thing. And then the second thing we say is, okay, the people that you're trying to reach, the the who, these these people that you want you know, to come into your clinic, or that you're trying to help, they have a certain set of uh, problems that they're working through, and, and they're nuanced and that it's not just... It's not just a physical problem like their pain. It's actually the frustration, the anxiety, the depression, the feeling inferior at a family event, because you can't join in, you know, the, the the golf game or whatever. You know, you can't do these things because you have this injury. And so those emotions are actually very powerful, more even so than just I've got a bad back or a sore neck. It's actually like I'm depressed, I'm sad and and t- so when you come along as the the doctor and say, look, I can help you get back to doing the things you love, to get back to the life you've always wanted, To, I'll help you um, you know, feel like yourself again. Or uh, Wouldn't it be great to, to be able to play with your, your grandkids or make it through a, a full 18 rounds of, of golf without feeling like you're, you're going to die, right? And you start talking to people like that, and they're like, wow, you can do that. And so that's what happens when you position yourself differently. And then, of course, what everyone thinks is like, okay, well, I kind of understand now. I've worked through the idea that i'm not the i'm not the hero of the story my patient is or the people i'm trying to reach now what do i do well usually the first place people go just like you did dr justin would be the website does my website reflect this idea of i am here to help people get the life that they that they want get them back to what doing what they love doing make them feel like themselves again does your website reflect that message and most people say no so that's why when we think story brand we think website but really it starts with this this different way of, of approaching your service, which is I'm not trying to draw people to myself. I'm trying to empower people to live the life that they want. And they just happen to have all these things that I can help them overcome to get to where they want to go and to be who they want to become.
0: Because if you do follow the, the theory, like everything that you're talking about, that should change how you write email copy. That should change how you give given a speech somewhere is at the local chamber or something. It should change how you yes. do a presentation. So it has a a far-reaching effect in in everything that you communicate if you really master it. And so one of the Mm -hmm. quick questions I have for you, I was looking at that and I was like, wow, this would be great. I mean, to fly to Tennessee and do this myself because I've got several different things going on. And I'm like, man, you know, you start looking at some of the people that do it and you're like, well, if I learn once, maybe I can do it myself the second time or the third time because it becomes, (laughs) you know, it's it's, it's not cheap. It's 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 like there's a cost involved, but I think it's a good cost. And so I was like, what if I do it myself? I mean, as a doctor, they're like, I really like this stuff, and I need to I need to figure this out because I'm supposed to write 50 emails, not just the four that you know might come with a package. Is it beneficial right. to go visit that, or is there like an online program? Would you, Would you get the same benefits? What are your thoughts on that?
1: There is an online uh, program that you can take right from China or anywhere around the world, and um, I actually have a link that they give me as a guide that I can send to people, which means that the it's always available. So right now, if you go to storybrand.com, and you go to sign up for the digital online course, um, you won't be able to get in because it only opens at certain points. But as a guy, they give me certain privileges, so I can actually send you a link if you're interested. Uh, and if anyone's interested, just do send me an email. It's just jon at getclear.ca, and I will happily help you work through. Uh, I mean, I do this for a living, right? So some people want to go to Nashville because they it's a beautiful city. It's one of the funnest places in America. And some people are just like, you know what, I'll do it on my own. And some people should not be trusted with that kind of investment on their own because it will sit there and it will create a burden of guilt that will grow and it will be on your back and then you'll be in a chiropractor because you'll have this burden of guilt upon you because you're not doing your online course. So some people need to go to Nashville just because it's like certain time I have to show up and a certain time is when I'm done. And you know you're going to leave with some. And so there's pros and – yeah. So it's – I would never also call it a cost too, right? Like just right. – um. See it as an investment right? because you're really investing in uh, what would it take to pay this off. right? If I'm able to change my messaging in a way that can, I can get one more patient, it's like, wow, this could really uh, change uh, and and get tons more uh, patients in the door. Not only would it affect my website,
0: but everything you do, yeah. It should be easily figured out too because – Hey, my phone's ringing more. I'm getting a lot more referrals Mm -hmm. from uh, organic search or whatever. It's like, no, they just, or Facebook, whatever. It's like, no, they just got to your website and said, oh, let me actually call you now. And your phone will start ringing. And that is like how you can tell. I must have gotten five or six new patients this week or this month right there. That should have covered the, the, the investment. Yeah. And make yourself feel good, like okay, totally. Because I think like, yeah. sometimes there's a good idea, like to fully know what you're doing, and then to be able to still say, Yeah, but I need somebody to hold my hand because I still, you know, I didn't, I don't know if this is right or if there's a better way or the layout. So I still think there's a service for you after that, anyway. But now you're on the same page because you've both went through the same program, totally. you're like oh, so that's what it's supposed to look yeah. like,
1: <laughs> okay, yeah,
0: because you have yeah. the experience,
1: yeah, and that's that's why guides are there because sometimes it's hard to read uh, a bottle of pills when you are one of the pills on the inside, right? You don't always have the objectivity that comes from being outside and being like, you know, let me just handle this from the beginning uh, or from an outsider. So we have this thing called the curse of knowledge. And the curse of knowledge is simply that most people, especially doctors who are at like a 9 or a 10 level in their thinking, hang out with other people either socially or at work with others who are at a 9 or 10 in their thinking. And so they use all this insider terminology and... Then they're like, oh, okay, but now I have to talk to the public. So let's bring it down from a 9 or a 10 to like a, a 6 or a 7. But the problem is that most people don't come to websites or any kind of marketing collateral like they do, say, a research paper. So even a 6 or a 7 is too high. The psychology of people buying and making those kinds of decisions actually comes at a 2 or a 3. So we got to really dumb it down, dumb our, our literature down to a, a, a maybe a grade 6 level or something because people don't want to – they, want to be, they don't want to be thinking too much when they're on your site. Just like they, we scan stuff. We're all moving so fast that we just don't want to be reading websites like research papers anymore. I don't think we ever did, actually, but certainly not anymore. So uh, you ha- that's why you know, 15 sentences, Well, I think that's a little too too short, um, Is that's the idea. You have a, a bunch of headlines that people, when they're flying through your page, they can kind of see the gist of what you're saying. And then the headlines explain a little bit more if, if you caught them with the headline. It's just like newspaper writing 101, right? Copywriting 101 says, have an engaging headline, and that ing- invites people in to read the subheadline. And if you win them with the subheadline, they'll read your paragraphs. But that's the order that it goes, right? Always headline, then subheadline, and then, okay, uh, they've won me over. I- I'm curious enough to read this. So that's how you kind of engage people. But you have to make it simple because you don't want to be confusing them with the curse of knowledge. Uh, and, and that's, that's why having a guide sometimes is helpful just to kind of, uh, help you
0: interpret some of your own thoughts. Which is super difficult because I think we get trapped, whether you're a chiropractor or an eye doctor, uh, whatever, you think you numbed it down or you're, you're scared. Like, but if they don't know about why mm-hmm. cold laser is the best thing <laughs> ever, they're never going to want to use it because sometimes we, we get caught. And I, I think that sometimes, doesn't everybody say you can pick up your yeah. grandkids isn't that the appeal everyone's using these days? Like not, well, I was graduated yeah. top of my class, but I, I guess and in reality, it's not the case and it still comes off as the doctor serving himself.
1: Yeah. And I think the problem is y- you guys are probably reading each other's, like all your drinking buddies and the ones you went to college with and stuff. You're reading all their websites and thinking everyone's saying this. But the truth is, if I'm in a little town and, and I Google a chiropractor, I don't know what all the chiropractors in like San Diego and New York and... Guangzhou are saying right I, i'm just looking for that one person so whatever they're going to say to connect with me is going to be critical now yeah maybe it is a bit cliche to talk about the grandkids, but i know that that's a real pain point especially you know as me now in my late 30s this is when the body starts to break down and, and the golf thing is very applicable to me right <laughs> if somebody told me that they could like help me from my aging hockey hips and make me feel great again so that i could be out on the ice it's like a like like i want to I'd be like, shut up and take my money, however much you need. Yeah. Just make me feel better. So that's, that's understanding the pain points of the people. Don't, I don't care if you're going to use Graston or ART or, you know, I, all that stuff. Just make me feel better is all I care about as, as a member of the public.
0: Okay. So that's really where we get hung up is we think it's the techniques that are going to impress people. And for some people, they might be looking for those things. But there's a part on the website that you probably cover that. It's just not on the homepage. It's not the landing page sure. that everyone sees,
1: and maybe you do because. But like, honestly, how many people in, in your experience are going to going to look up what is Graston technique? Because I saw the logo. It's like I see the logo. Okay, sure, they're certified. That's all I care about. But I know it's a big deal for people that have taken all that time into Graston, and if you've done the McKenzie method, you know that is that's valuable to you. You care about it. But the problem is, I mean, and and your buddies do too, and you'll use it to help your your patients sure enough it's gonna work too i've seen the i've seen the studies about mckenzie i've even seen him uh in person at parker and i I just want to see what's the hype with this guy right so i watched it and i was like yeah okay he seems like he seems like a pretty smart dude and i'm sure this is helping because all the all my friends were raving about it but as a member of the public i would have no idea who mckenzie is or what the mckenzie methods are all i care about is wanting to get better so speak to me as the person that, that you need to c- come in, and don't speak over my head, or else you're gonna admit you're gonna lose me. Ah, uh, all right. Let's talk about this one liner. Is that the same thing as a tagline? Very similar. Yeah. I, in fact, probably it is. You know, what one liner taglines in marketing we use all these different words, but it's really like, what do you say? What do you say on the first line of your website, right? Or your email signature? Do you have something like that? Usually, you just want to to help people's aspirations, right? I, I mentioned a couple of them um feel better fast yeah something like that that's i mean that's all i care about i don't want a long-term plan i don't want to be taking time out of my busy schedule to come see you three times a week i want to feel better fast not even three times a week sure if you're going to get me better in two weeks three times a week is fine but if you're going to do me like two times a week for like six months Uh -uh. that's not yeah that's my problem is is i don't want to be here forever so tell me you're going to help me feel better as quickly as possible and and you've got my attention but that's, that's the tagline. And then we have what we call the elevator pitch. And the elevator pitch to me is what you're actually using more than just a tagline because your elevator pitch is what you use to connect with people when when you're talking about what you do. And we love asking each other what we do, right? It's one of the number one – like after we get their, their name, where
0: they're from, what do you do? Which is probably the worst question we can ask. If you're looking to actually <laughs> build a relationship, they, they say, right. hey, stop asking yeah. that question. Well.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but there's a way to do it so that people actually um, get excited about what you do. Even if they don't need your services, right? It's like, oh, you're actually kind of helping some people, aren't you? And so there's a few ways you can do that. I find in an informal, like say on a plane, people ask me what I do. I'm just going to give you an example. I would say like, well, if I don't want to talk to them, right? If I'm in my book or got my my headphones on, I just say, I do marketing. And they're like, they never know what to talk about. So it's like, fine. even worse even more quicker was when I used to say I'm a pastor <laughs> and they really don't know what to say anymore yep right so that just stonewalls the conversation which is kind of good if you want to be a little introvert at that particular day but if you want to actually get them excited about what you do which is you know if you're at a networking event or if you do feel like this p- potential client is is, uh, is talking to you, you say I would say something like well you know how um, leaders are, are business leaders get so good at what they do that uh, you know, they have a hard time communicating with others? And they say, yeah, yeah, I, I know people like that. Or I sometimes say, like, have you ever hung out with a bunch of nurses or doctors and realized they use so many different codes and insider language you have no idea what they're talking about? I say, yeah, definitely. I say, well, most business leaders are like that. The better you are at something, the harder it is to talk about what you do. So we have a framework that actually helps you simplify your language, create a clear message so that you can connect with people every time you talk to them. And then we just, you know, create your marketing collateral like that, and they all say that's really cool. I, I didn't, I didn't know there was people like that. So chiropractors or who doctors could just you just pick the problem that you solve so well that you know people are struggling with your niche, and you say something like, you know how, yeah, you pick your niche and you say, you know how so many people struggle with, um, with a bad back and they think and they and they're afraid that surgery is the only alternative for them and they're just totally afraid. Yeah, I, I, I got a bad back and I thought I was doomed or. I, would, I hate to go under surgery. Or my, my, my mother went through a terrible back surgery. She was out for years. Yeah, well, we understand that uh, sometimes surgery is necessary, but sometimes often it's not. And so we have a, a very natural way to get the body back to, you know, whatever it is, feeling great or, or whatever you want to say, but so that you can enjoy your life again without surgery. And that's just a way to say, like, here's something I'm doing. Now, that's just literally one example of the thousands of things that chiropractors do. But it's an opportunity to show there's a problem in the world and I have a solution so that you can get back to doing what you love. So so that. Usually I love to include – is if you have the word so that in your elevator pitch, usually you're on good uh, – you're, you're thinking through what is the actual outcome that I offer. And when you're talking about the outcome, you're actually talking to the people that right now would love to have that outcome. So they can't help but get excited because that's what they wake up every day hoping that happens. This bad back has kept me from work. It's kept me from play. It's kept me from doing the things I love. And this person just said that they can help me without surgery. I'm totally listening to them, which is a lot different than just saying I'm a chiropractor.
0: It's very intriguing. It it, it wraps them Good. in real That's what quick. I'm here to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I like about you as well is because – you could probably, if you've done enough chiropractors, if you've done enough dentists, you start to know like, all right, you kind of fit into this category of dentistry. So our podiatry, yeah. we just got off of a podiatry series. So, oh, you're the sports podiatrist. Oh, you're the wound care podiatry. You're the orthotics guy. And you can start saying, okay, well, this is kind of what I've done in the past for these types of people. It works well. Then you start figuring out what's your niche. Okay. It within mm-hmm. that whole thing. And, and tailoring it down, I would think, to what you actually want. Because mm. if you don't like headaches, yeah, I, don't mention headaches. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that accurate? Yeah, for sure.
1: And and learning learning about chiropractors is something I never really thought uh, that I would ever do. I I just went to a chiropractor because I I grew up with a lot of soreness playing hockey, but I didn't realize that that you know there was it was so split between different philosophies and stuff. So I've really carved out. A niche with with the evidence informed community, evidence based, whatever you want, whatever they want to call themselves. I'm kind of still the outsider. They have the right to self name. You know what I mean? And uh, and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize there was such a thing as that. I just thought everybody was a that I was a chiropractor would just help people feel better. I'm like, it's that's not the case. So I'm I'm very careful with how I talk. I never want to be the chiro marketing guy. I just don't. I'd rather be friends with with chiros, but. In that sense, I can. I feel like I can help them better because it's kind of easier when you're when you're on a friendship level with people rather than having this big, you know, enterprise that uh, just runs chiropractors through the machine. I just. Yeah. I just don't think because people are too specialized. You know, like some people do sports and some people. I even just had a client that that does animals. I never even thought that was a thing before, but yeah. evidence evidence based care helping animals. It's like okay, let's do this. So we had to really get down to
0: what who are they're trying to reach to so and you know what's crazy is I, I one time looked at that animal part just because I was like man people love their animals and you know I got patients that come in they're like I really can't afford your treatment and then in 10 seconds later they're talking about replacing their cat's ACL <laughs> you know that's all cash I was like you replaced your cat's ACL sorry animal lovers Justin's not there yet <laughs> I'm just yeah. not there yet I was like there's yeah definitely money in the veterinary realm of things but
1: I don't know what your demograph what the what the audience about cat lovers is, but we could tell probably a few jokes about that that we'll, we can hold back till off air. Yeah. I just think. I'd tell you what to do with a cat that has new <laughs> problems. Especially in China, they probably have all sorts of ideas. Put it in the soup, right? You
0: know, I don't see a lot of cats. I don't see very many cats here. Okay. okay. Dogs. Mutt, ugly dogs. I see a lot of those in the last yeah, couple of years has been better. I've seen real dogs. I'm like, where are y'all getting these amazing puppies from? It's great.
1: Well, you haven't seen the cats because they're
0: in the soup, aren't they, or something? No? Oh, I'm just an no, ignorant Canadian. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I don't even think that the cultures that make that joke, I don't even think they eat the cats. I've never heard people <laughs> eat cat, but dog. That's something <laughs> I've heard. But cats, okay. I think they're just on their own path over there.
1: You must just literally spend half the half every show just like fighting Chinese stereotypes. <laughs> eh? And I, I apologize for that. I gotta fight Canadian jokes. Honestly, I gotta. I spend half the time apologizing for Canadians because that's what we like to do—is apologize and then fighting the stereotypes that it's snowy all year long. And
0: it is a place that I never visited, and I'm, I'm always kind of like, "Do I want to? It's gonna be so cold."
1: To your shame, you have not been here. It is not. It is beautiful. It's like Seattle, but but I don't know with less less guns. Oh, that's true. Vancouver's over there.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's way up. We're up higher. Okay. Toronto's the one that's near New York. Yeah,
1: Toronto. Exactly, exactly. So you get the laid-back okay. West Coast, you know. Canada is like tilted west, and all the loose nuts and bolts all end up on the coast. So it makes for some pretty fun. Uh, makes for some pretty fun living. Uh, the culture out here.
0: Can you imagine if like Hollywood was in Nebraska or something? Like, <laughs> that would be so wild. Yeah. I don't know. We just love the plains, boys. The wind in your hair and the tumbleweeds <laughs> through the skyscrapers. I don't know if so well, weird. Well, we just offended all the people oh, all right.
1: from Nebraska too. So who else can we take on? <laughs>
0: I don't know anything. I've never been to Nebraska either. That's another place I've never been. But I've been to a lot of places. Just not those. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. You're ICF certified. One of the things that I was curious about, you talked about uh, just launched. At this point, when your show comes out, it'll be about a month. So the wrinkles will be ironed out, which will be great. Nice. GetClearSights.com. It's a done for you, or you can do it yourself, but it's brain dead simple. Mm-hmm. So anybody could do it in a matter of, I don't know how long it would take, but Give us a little spiel about that, because that's really interesting and really exciting for a lot of people who want to be able to just do themselves and not be frustrated with like the WordPress or even Squarespace.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. No kidding. So I feel like a ton of time is used just helping people figure out what platform is the best to build my site. Now, sometimes a few a few folk will just say, you know what, I'll just hire someone to build it because I do patient care and someone else can do websites and i i totally get that because i think you know we all have to stay in our lane but some chiropractors are literally like they'll bootstrap anything and everything right they want to do it themselves (laughs) and i respect that because i'm kind of like that too i've got a little bootstrapper in in myself i don't want to be paying subscription services or fees that i don't have to you know so what i figured out was a way to answer people's uh questions of what is the best story brand theme is it uh you know is it Bedford on Squarespace or is it Divi, a Divi theme on WordPress? And my brother uh, actually has made his living and he just he's doing so well. He's got over 600 uh, churches that he has helped build these websites for. So a church website, Whoa. the budget is usually low and the needs are quite high but very predictable. So there's certain things that churches need. And who's running the, the sites, but Aunt Betty there, who's the church secretary and she also you know plays the piano on Sunday and keeps the flowers together and all that. anyways. So very uh, low uh, coding ability for Aunt Betty. all due respect to her, but she can change a, a Facebook profile or something like that, but not a ton of website building. And usually everything gets put on her. So what Matt did was he created a very easy-to-use template that was easy for churches and Aunt Betty to be able to add words, add pictures, pick a certain set of colors, pick a certain set of fonts, and just all kind of done for you. In the StoryBrand community, I found it was very similar. You have these bootstrappers who want to create a clear message, and maybe they've done a brand script for so they know who their ideal client is they know the, the pain points but they just don't know how to make the transition to a website so what i did was create a template where i say put your one liner here state the problem that you solve here uh write about you here like it's okay to have an about section people always think in the story brand world that we're not allowed to talk about ourselves well you really are you just have to talk about yourself in a way that you're not the hero you're the trusted guide so make statements of empathy here Talk about your authority here. Talk about your badges or put your put your Graston logo right here and then include the testimonials here. So we just have it all laid out for you. And then there's an about page and a service page and things like that. But it's all kind of just done for you so that if you can make changes to a Facebook uh, profile, then you can make your own website. And it's, so far, the, the feedback has been amazing. We just literally launched it today and uh, it's been really cool to see people just saying, shut up and take my money. This is the most amazing thing. We've been waiting for this for so long. So it's agnostic of Squarespace. It's agnostic of uh, WordPress. You don't use any of that stuff. Uh, You just use a very simple builder, and you can customize it as you need. But I think it was just helping uh, bootstrappers feel like they're web designers without getting the frustration of trying to navigate WordPress and Squarespace. So as you can probably tell, I'm very excited about this new
0: launch, and Uh, excited because it's going to help some people and this is great because everyone's already got the blueprint you've already spent the the, the money you spent the time to create the journey and the the pain points and the all the worksheets that they have you go through to figure out everything so at this point it's not like you're buying this website from you and then now what do i put there it's like no everything's on a piece of paper it's really at this point just copy and paste you've already done the hard work Mm -hmm. now we're making it easy to actually make it representative of what you need on the website
1: and the cool thing is that because the platform is always being developed, it's kind of like your um, like an iPhone app or whatever that it's just constantly getting updated. So it could be the last website that you ever buy because uh, you you pay a one time fee and then a monthly. But then we're always going to work on designing it. So in in ten years from now, you won't have to completely turf your website and build a new one. You could actually just have everything still there. It'll just be constantly evolving as uh, as customer uh, consumer habits evolve. John, do you do SEO? Will it be SEO-friendly? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a few things. SEO is a very complicated thing. There's on-page SEO, meaning do people like the words on your site? Are they staying long? And that's an important thing that people don't always realize. Like If if people are bouncing off your site, you could have all the SEO backlinks, hacks, all that stuff, and and none of it would matter if people are leaving your site right away. So uh, having good content it would be the first thing. Making it mobile-friendly would be another thing. Uh, Making it fast so that the load time for when you first click on or go to that site is important. So it will have all that stuff. And then, of course, the people that want to do meta tags and uh, descriptive and page titles, all that op- is, is there as well, too. So, But I would say this you know, as a reaction maybe to some of – I mean, I geek out on SEO a ton. So I totally understand. But uh, it's it's one of the most important things is to have an engaging site with great content. So you could host a podcast on this site. You could do um, a blog on this site. and Because it, it was all – it was all made for churches, right? So it's like they have sermons that they need to regularly upload. So we just we just change it from sermons to podcasts, and then we turned it from um, you know news articles to blogs and or resources. And uh, then you could just you know if you can handle a Word Doc, then you can handle uh, writing a blog on this platform. To me, I'm just like I cannot wait to build my own client sites on the thing. So even if I just built it for me, that's why I kind of get so excited is because this is going to help me who doesn't have a lick of coding. You know, I worked with, I grew up with people that like people is what I do, but copywriting, it was this thing that I came to love because it's connecting with the psychology of people. But then it's like, everyone's like, well, can you do websites? Well, I need to do
0: it. Well, now all of a sudden I have a tool to, to build websites. So so you said that you can put a blog, you can put a podcast. I'm, I'm such a WordPress guy. I'm like, well, it makes it easy. There's a plugin, there's no special coding. So this guy, he's already oh, figured gosh. it out. And, and, and am I able to go in the back end and do the blog or am I having to say, hey, John and your brother, insert this today.
1: Oh, man. I wish I could show you. No, you don't talk to us at all for that stuff. No, you go in and you do it all yourself. And it it's very easy. You don't do any of the, like, it's no back end stuff. It's all front end. So you can kind of see it as you're putting it all in. I do not do well with WordPress. It, it, WordPress creates so many frustrations and all, all the back end stuff you have to do and all the plugins. You never have to do any of that stuff with our, with our sites, which I, uh, I think most people will appreciate because plugins are just. I mean, don't get me started on plugins, but uh, yeah, and maybe there's WordPress people here, and you know, tons of the web, the internet world is is based on WordPress. I just particularly, I'm not interested in it. So people that are pure like web designers will not like this software because it's just for, the, it's just about empowering the people who don't do website design that want to create websites.
0: And there's so many doctors who probably are, are into that because, you know, sometimes I think like with churches, I went to a mega church in Colorado. I mean, 18,000 people through a weekend. But then when I grew up, it was like three or 400 people. And I'm like, and I've been to other churches, you know, just kind of running around. You're like, there's only 80 people in this place. Like, why don't y'all just combine forces with another one? You know, I always <laughs> kind of wondering, like, why y'all got 30 of these in this town? Y'all yeah. should just combine into like four based on your gener- geographical region. But, um, <laughs> you know. But you got to think about that's the people that you're referring to. Yeah. If you got 18,000 people, you're probably going to have your own team. But all these small places need something simple. They could be, like you said, just not very computer literate. And they still need to get it done and have somebody that they can just have somebody on payroll doing it and not be a big thing. So is there a uh, Mm – when you go to getclearsites.com, is that the basic template? Are there any live sites that we can check out and say, oh, this is what it would look like done?
1: Yeah, it's so funny that you say
0: that because on my to-do
1: list – is to make a chiropractor one, a template. Um, We have a story brand template that we're using that's just for a generic, say, business, whatever. So that will be available certainly by the time we're live here and they can just click around and see. Uh, Also, I can do a demo uh, with people if they're interested. Uh, Someone on our team can do that as well. But um, hopefully by by when this is live, we'll have a, a chiropractor template, which you can just click around and and then uh, I'll I'll have video demonstrations showing like here's how you make a change here's how you customize it here's where you click to change that logo
0: to that generic logo to your logo so and it's not blocked yeah. in China so that's great for me too because I can't <laughs> use go. VPN and do these interviews because it just kills the internet so I was actually able to access that site which is great that I don't know what that means exactly for anybody else but that's exciting for me. <laughs> 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 all right, last two things. It's just a, just an hour of all things John. Who's not the hero, guys. He's not the hero. He's your guy. But these are the qualifications of no, the guy. No,
1: certainly not. My wife would say the exact same. Yeah, Pick the one you want to first. Don't tell my kids, though. <laughs> they still think I'm the hero. We got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. They
0: still think I'm pretty yeah, cool. I can't wait for that moment. You know, that's going to be great for me. My kid's just now seven months. So I'm really excited to see whenever she's like, Daddy, you're the best thing ever. I'm like, yay.
1: And there is a moment where it shifts, right? Because it goes from like, Dad, can you help me do this? To Dad, what are you doing with that on your phone? Like, change that. Like, give me that thing. You know, or Dad, your website sucks. Or Dad, what what are you doing with this technology here? Let me handle this. And it's like you're seven. How have you beat me? Into, I used to change your diapers, and 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 now all of a sudden you're you're coaching me. I don't know if that happens at seven or or twenty seven or seventeen. But
0: it definitely have a shift
1: does come where you're like or like you're like everything to them, and all of a sudden it's like you're stupid.
0: They said this, this is the first generation. Or I guess the people that first generation where they've never had no dial-up internet. They've always had it on their phone. So I was like, yeah, that is going to be – we're going to be so old sounding to these kids one day. We're like, oh, I still remember cassette tapes. They're like, what? What? Anyway. <laughs> so you yeah. got invited – or no, that's not That's not true. You applied and got accepted to do a TEDx. That's right. What's up with that? Uh, yeah, that's part of my own journey to
1: um, to kind of – Get out of Don's Don Miller's shadow. Not that I, it's a beautiful shadow. I, I enjoy it, but you know, I kind of wanted to be doing my own thing eventually. Uh, I can't, I can't base a 30-year career on a book that was written in 2017, right? So I kind of got to step out on my own. So I had this this idea once. I was, was reading, um, I was reading Simon Sinek's Start with why, mm. and I, reading it from a story brand perspective, all about you know, you're not the hero, you're, your client. Uh, sorry, your customer is. And I thought, start with why. Yeah, maybe maybe when you're on top of the mountain looking for the reason for your life and what your beliefs are. But you come down the mountain and you start talking about your why, people are just going to think, wah, 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 they're going to tune out, right? Hippie. And that's what happens is you have a whole bunch of people talking about their why and nobody really cares. Like I joked about before, right? Your mom cares, your wife pretends to care, but other people, the ones that you really need to reach, they don't
0: really care. So And that's been a big push recently. Totally. Okay. What's your underlying mission? And you're like, my mission, what? Come on. Yeah. What if your mission is to, to help people become the people that they
1: want? In fact, not just people, but help these people. Like pick a group of people. And that way you actually have you have a living, breathing market that's there. Because these people are they live broken lives. They have broken bodies. They have broken families. They don't know enough. Their is too slow. There's things that they need to grow. They're too they're too fat. They're too slow. There's something wrong with them. And, I mean, that person I just described, they got a lot of problems. But the good news is that those problems create a market. Yeah. And then if we just say, I'm going to help these people with with what I do, so then you know that you have a living, breathing market there, rather than what we do is like I'm going to design this product or I'm going to write this book or I'm going to do this thing and hope that there's people out there that will buy it. And what that, I mean, the problem is the disruption in the world is that things are moving so fast that you're not guaranteed that that there's going to be um, that people are going to want, want what you have. So what I say is start with the people that you can help, get to know them, uh, listen to them, and hear what's keeping them up at night, and then offer them something to become the person that they want. Maybe it's your course, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a service. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's a piece of technology. Maybe it's a program. I don't know what it is. That's your job to figure out how do I get these people from where they are to where they want to be. And so I pitched that to to the TED community. And they're like, sure, yeah, talk about that. That sounds good. So I actually do that in uh, two weeks. And honestly, I always wanted to be uh, a TED speaker. I, I knew about the platform, but they don't really invite preachers up too much, probably for obvious reasons. But there was a great opportunity now that I'm doing marketing consulting to, to say, hey, I think I've got something that can really challenge a very popular idea in the TED community. Like the start with why idea is – that's the number one ever viewed TED talk was Simon Sonic's start with why. So I'm going to come in and say, no, no, no. Yeah, why maybe, maybe is good, but, but start with who if you really want to make the impact and see your ideas spread.
0: Well, that's going to be fantastic. We'll have to uh, keep in touch that way. I can link that and watch it myself probably eight months from now, whenever it finally goes Hopefully live. Hopefully, it won't everybody. be blocked in China. Ah, you know, you yeah. can VP and you can see anything. It's pretty sweet. That's exciting, though, man. I'm I really happy for you because I've only had one other chiropractor on that did te- a TEDx talk, and it's not an easy thing to do. You really have to have a viewpoint that stands out for some reason. So, what you just described sounds great. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's, I think it's some, if there's people listening to this, there's probably a TEDx in there. In the- their town or city soon or at least usually it's annually and it's a great opportunity to build your platform right it would look really good on your about page on your website or on the front page of your website as as trusted by tedx and then they could hear your philosophy right because i bet a lot of your listeners have a have a different angle than most people think and the idea of ted is is to help new ideas spread right it's a platform where you can come up and, and you can share something different And you don't even have to be a great public speaker because they have coaches. Most of these cities will have a coach that leads you and helps you clarify your thinking. You just can't be salesy. Yeah, you can't be salesy at all. You just have to present a new idea. Like at the one I'm doing, a couple weeks here, there's a dentist that's speaking. And he's going to share a different view on care, what it means to have patient care or health care. He said most people just – most professionals don't care anymore. So he's going to use the word care and talk about it. He'll probably get some new patients out of that or he'll just elevate – the level of what people think about dentists that day right oh look a dentist is public speaking it'd be cool to have a chiropractor come and share some different views on what it means to be evidence-based or whatever it whatever it is right whatever that people's angle is i think there's an opportunity ted is a great brand that is inviting of people to come from a grassroots level and come and be discovered so i think it's a good feather in your cap all i did was think I said, what are, like you really just have to get through past the panel, yeah, and that panel, you really have to think, okay, this panel is the hero of the story right now. they have a certain set of expectations and problems right they have they have a ten spots to fill on this event, and they need somebody, so I just tried to be as engaging with that thought as possible, and then said, my thought is actually going to be helpful for your for a placement in, on your on your um on your event, and they they bought it all up, so
0: if you're looking to Oh, how, that sounds great. What can I do? My thought would be, listen to a bunch of TED Talks. When you listen to them afterwards, jot down and record yourself discussing what you learned from that. Not like <laughs> what you learned, learned, but the behind the scenes, like what was their flow that you like? What was the topic that you said? That's really interesting. I bet you I can relate that to the profession that I'm in. And then you can go home later and start writing that down. Like all right, Now you can flush out an idea from 20 different TED Talks that interest you. And <laughs> now you can start creating an angle. That would appeal to this panel and that's not self-serving, but definitely could work with what you're yeah. doing in that because that's kind of what I'm yeah. going to start doing now. And, with and, the and angle it
1: as like there is a problem in the world and I have some ideas to how we can solve it. And the problem could be very individual based. It could be societal based. It could be there's a problem that exists in your profession. But what it does when you talk about a problem is it gets people hooked because they instantly think, well, how does this problem get solved? It's just a psychological trigger where people want to know. When I hear about a problem, all of a sudden I need to know the solution. I just have to find out how this story ends. It's how we get caught up in bad movies sometimes, or bad, you know, uh, some some show that we stumble into ten minutes in, or like, all of a sudden we're hooked because like I need to know how this problem resolves. Like I don't know why, I just need to close this loop. I don't want to die not knowing, you know, does he ever get the girl? You know, it's a Hallmark movie. Of course he does. Why? Why did you start watching it? You
0: know how it's gonna end, but maybe maybe not. I- I don't know, I need to know. Not that I watched a lot of hallmark. I've definitely done that with Netflix. There you go. I start a movie sometimes I'm like, What is this? And I'll go Wikipedia. What's this spoiler? I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm glad I didn't spend the next hour watching this trash. That's funny. (laughs) Everybody's like one review, one star, you know, you're like, you had to
1: you had to find out the end, right? So that's how that's how you start. Yeah, I wanted to know what happened, but I don't want to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, so you, you need to know the end though. That's the only point. Is so when you bait people and saying there's a problem in the world, if you if you have some ideas to contribute to the solution, you've got yourself a nice pitch for a TED Talk. And you're writing a book. What's going on with that? I uh, just the same thing, you know, I'm trying to build that idea of what does it mean to start with who? How do you become an expert to the who? Not the not the band the who, but your who, the people that you think you can help. How do you rise up and 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 speak to them? You got to get to know them. You got to listen to their problems and then you have to show up in their life. You have to be providing regular content you've got to be speaking to them in a way that adds value to their life you've got to uh, you know maybe it means writing a book maybe it means having a talk maybe it means having a podcast or something that that shows that you can be trusted to help them and then they will pay you money to do it right and that's how you make the kind of Im- income and impact that that you deserve to make with your ideas but I'll tell you what doesn't work is is starting with what you are all about and just trying to Tell people who you are and, and how great you are. It people just don't have time for that anymore. It's how we've coped. We've learned to cope by saying, you know what, I only have radar for problems that I'm dealing with right now, and I'm only gonna listen to those people. Facebook knows it, right? They put all your problems right there in your feed. Anything you're struggling with, they'll throw it right there. And they know, you know, if you're working on a DIY home renovation project, they're gonna start putting solutions to problems in your feed. It's like, how did you know that? That's all I care about right now. Well, they know that you it it enhances your user experience when you 're solving people 's problems, so that 's how you that 's how you kind of develop into uh, a thought leader or you become influential to your your people to your tribe to your niche, whatever it is you show up and you add value and you take the posture of a servant, and the contrast would be like the posture of like i gotta fight to be known i gotta fight to get my ideas out there i gotta fight my competitors. And I would say instead of that approach, which is exhausting and you're just going to be fighting your whole life, why not take the uh, posture of a servant and say, I'm going to serve these people and I'm going to help them overcome their problems. I'm going to help them become who they want to be. And so all those ideas take about a a book to to get through. So I'll do that. And then I'm just going to start a little course called uh, Discover Your Who. And uh, and I got a website for that too, discoveryourwho.co. And basically just taking people, helping them figure out who is my who, and how can I help them and earn money from it too?
0: When I was, I'm trying to always think like, okay, what is the what is the worst case scenario that he's referring to? And I think I finally got it. You're a plastic surgeon, and all you have on there is award winning surgeon using Bella with this technique before and after. <laughs> call now, right? And you're like, ah. Uh... That was just about you and your skill. Well, I guess that's kind of important for those people. But that's kind of how I get it. Like I think about it like you're just talking about yourself and you're putting a before and after and you're just hoping patients can see themselves in that. But like you could actually do a better job and not really talk about, you know, I don't care what scalpel you use, but I, I want to see the results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's funny. Once you started saying start with who and all that, I was like, I think I got my, my title for, the, uh, for your show now. Yeah, there we go. It's going to be something like that because that... That That's really standing out, like, perfect. All right, last two questions. You ready for this one? It's okay. It's the personal side. We've already got a little personal throughout, but we all want to take more vacation, especially for yourself. You're consulting now. You know, maybe you're going to have to have, start ask, asking questions, answering questions about this website stuff. Still can't figure it out. How are you able to unplug and take more time oh, off okay. with your family?
1: Night. Oh. Okay, so I know what I should be doing, and I mean, I got a little kid, so... I mean, I'm just as guilty as the next guy of like, hey, it's bath time and I'm, I've am i got my phone underneath the, the, the level that they can see it and I'm answering emails and stuff. I at least know that's a problem. And so what I've learned to do, yeah, step one, acknowledge the problem. Step one. Step two also, acknowledge that those of us who are self-employed do not get salary during the time we take off too, right? So step two, acknowledge that there is a, you know, for for me as a Christian, like, there's a faith component where I have to believe that I, my my daily needs will be fulfilled even if I'm not working all the time, right? So, my clients are not my providers, right? Like, God promises to take care of us. So, I have to always live in that truth that he promises to feed birds and clothe flowers, and so he promises to take care of me. So, therefore, I don't have to be uh, worried about that kind of stuff. So, then, therefore, uh, I can block some time. So, what, what my wife and I do is we just have start with an open calendar and say before all the busyness of all the activities and my client meetings and whatever, writing times to write and TEDx events, before all that stuff, let's book some time so that we can actually get away um, as a family and then some time for us as a couple and you know to say that's easy is not the reality the the truth is that it's hard we have to fight for right. it and there's always things that want to creep in and take it away but it's valuable right so i i love uh, disneyland um so i want to take my kids there every year i just learned about a, a, a camp that has a daddy daughter uh, retreat so I, i'm gonna have three daughters in a couple of weeks here so i have two now we'll have a third one coming and uh Oh, congrats! Yeah, thanks. It's gonna be a lot of work. I just feel like this weight of an oncoming freight train coming at me right now, you know, with a newborn. But I want to do like you know exactly what's coming, and you still did I it. I know exactly. We finally figured out what kept causing it every two years, so we're working on that as well. <laughs> uh, it took three times though to try. Anyway, so
0: <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah, like there's
1: uh, there's that need to do like fun family trips, but then also I really want to connect with my daughters one on one. And so I want to take them every year. I just committed. We just like just talked about it two days ago. And then uh, personal, personal times. Uh, thankfully, I get to travel a bit for, for work. And so that always feels a bit like some time away for myself, too, because, you know, it's a lot, even as a dad. I would never complain that it's more than a mom, but it's still a lot to have young kids. And so that's the space that I'm in. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have uh, young families and they would feel the same. It's just tough to get away. I just feel bad for the people that say we haven't been away in like three years. It's like that is too much, right? Like that's no, there's no excuse for that because you can just eat a little more craft dinner. But getting away together to connect as a couple and as a family, I think those are where your main experiences is that you look back on it at the end of your life. That's where usually they come from.
0: Oh, we're doing the same thing. We're like, okay, I need some time for myself because you're still that person before you had a kid. Where you're like, I like to go and do this and do that and just trying to figure out like the gym routine. Mm-hmm. I like to go to the gym. But then I feel guilty because, like, hey, I don't get to see my kid that much. But, like, I still need to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So how do you work all of that in and then go on dates with your wife at the same time? So there's a lot to do yeah. you know, as a new parent. And then even four years in, you still stuff. Someone's
1: going to get neglected, Doc. You either neglect your muscles or you neglect your kids. But someone's going to get neglected, you know. <laughs> uh, and you got to yeah. choose, right? I see guys with, like, these huge, you know, ripped arms. And I'm just like, have you ever hugged your kids with those muscles? You know? Like, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways,
0: so you got to choose. I don't want to go every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was never that guy. Like sometimes I'd go every day just because I didn't have anything else to do. But rea- reality, I just need to make sure I can go there a couple of times a week. Keep this heart working, so I'm yeah. alive.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. And I, I, but though you know, I think the dad bod is kind of a badge of honor these days. You know, <laughs> you just—I heard one comedian say, "I'm not in any kind of shape that anybody would comment. I'm—I'm I'm not overweight, but I'm not definitely in any kind of good shape. I'm just kind of there. I just exist." He said, and that's enough when my kids are young because I just really – I want them to know that daddy loves them more than daddy can run a triathlon. So that's only my approach. That's true. Yeah.
0: I don't know how you do it. Now, that's a whole other topic, but doing marathons and triathletes, that's so I don't much know how time they invested. Do it. I don't know how you do it. Hey, Maybe just early mornings. I, I tell
1: you what wouldn't work in my house. Uh, hey, honey, work was great today. I'm just going to go take off for two hours. <laughs> And then I'm going to sit on, uh, you know, and then I'm going to go unwind for another half an hour. Like, that ain't going to work around here. I don't know. What...
0: I got to go recoup at the doctor's <laughs> yeah, office. Yeah, I got to go recoup. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and then make me a protein shake while yeah. I'm back.
0: Yeah, please. I would like one waiting for me when I get back. You know, the temperature I like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That ain't going to work in the Morrison house, I'll tell you that much. Uh-uh. And speaking of the Morrison household, how do you keep the the misses happy? What do you all do to make sure your relationship stays strong and... Um, you know, not end in divorce and all that. Yeah,
1: a couple of things. Pay the pay the Mastercard bill when it's due. That's important. Um, yeah, uh, money doesn't make you happy. Uh, certainly, as a as a pastor, we money was a lot more of a struggle, and so we've probably fought a lot more. So just to to have a growing business, it really does help. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's really shallow, but it's true. Um, there's a few things that probably we do that I don't I don't know if everyone else can do, but we have like some very set routines where. We'll get up in the morning. I make her a latte. We watch the news together after the kids have breakfast, and then I'll go to work and then come back. We always make sure I'm home for dinner, and so then I'll do uh, bed and bath with the kids. So that gives her some space, and that way she has some margin for the, the at night. And then we usually just go to bed at the same time. Which, like I said, it's not reality for everybody, but that's hard. It's uh, just a time. To, it's time to connect. I just, I swear, like there's something about my wife. I know we're being taped here, but she'll she'll be kind of like in the mom zone and then dinner zone and then and then all of a sudden it's like we usually watch a show at night and then at night like as soon as we're down I'm re- like my bed my, my head hits the bed I'm ready to go and she just starts talking <laughs> I'm like okay I got to be I got to I have a moral duty to engage here but that's when she wants to talk and I thought well you know if I stayed up or had a video game or watched hockey or whatever it would be then we'd miss this this opportunity where she actually really is ready to talk So, God bless her. You know, she's a a great woman. She pours out a lot. The least I can do is stay up and and listen to all the different things. So,
0: you're going to have to do it anyway at some point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to have her uh, or me
1: listen to her than me listening to a counselor for what I should have done instead. But, uh, yeah, I mean, date nights are important. I'm sure other guests have talked about that. What else do we do? Yeah. Just try to trying to just forgive each other where are you both like morning people uh yeah i i'm up really early i try to get up before the kids so i'm up pretty early but yeah maybe uh maybe not i think okay. she's, we're just kind of people <laughs> we're we're definitely not late
0: afternoon people right I, i've met people that they're like their husband and wife are like complete opposites so one of them is always totally. sacrificing Either i gotta sacrifice to wake up or i'm sacrificing by not going to bed and they're both kind of like bah so anyway do you have any favorite books, blogs, or podcasts that you feel like we should definitely take a look at? I mean, the Building a Story Brand podcast is fantastic. I really love it. Uh, I'm
1: probably in a bit of a different space than than most uh, people uh, with what I – like. I kind of listen for business purposes, right? So, I mean, I'm listening to marketing podcasts and uh, different people talking about how to be a consultant. I love Seth Godin's Akimbo podcast. Um, that is a fun one. There's another one called – yeah, there's another one called ditching hourly which I really like which gets you out of the trap of, of uh, always getting paid per hour for your services, which is annoying if you're paying somebody who insists on not pay, getting
0: out paid hourly. <laughs> I want to do that with my own business. Like when I go back to the states and I, yeah. I'm like I really don't really want to do it's 55 per visit. I would like to just be able to say, "Hey, you got headaches. That's 495." And that's it. How long does that going to take? Yeah. Eh, yeah, about a month, give or take, you know, just I just don't like like you said, like the hourly I've had. Well, some- you could say, yeah. Well, you just
1: say like how much, what's the value of t- to be free from headaches? Would you pay a thousand bucks if you didn't have headaches? Yeah, of course I would. Right. It's okay. A thousand bucks, I'll cure your headaches.
0: Because I was talking about PT a couple, well, it's been a while now. And that's what I asked. And he's like, well, you know, we used to do an hourly rate. And he's like, an hour, 125 an hour or something. And then they can split it in half or whatever. And I was like, so what happens if like 12 minutes into a 30 minute session, you're like, I'm kind of done. I got to like <laughs> make up something for the next 15. And he goes, yeah. That's one of the things we started to run into, so we had to figure that out, and that's mm-hmm. you know episode like six. Uh, it's the Cash PT miniseries that we had earlier. I don't remember the number. Interesting, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. Anything else on the on the podcast realm? Books. Let me just think. Uh, book
1: yourself solid is a great book. I just looking back at at that. Um, I really love that. And the idea of pitch anything. I don't know if you've ever heard that book. Both of them. But book yourself solid and pitch anything were really helpful for me in the early days of my business, just to. To really learn how to frame yourself and and how you – and talk about what you do so that you earn the kind of money that you deserve to do. So I I was highly recommended. I was recommended, though, so I do pass on the recommendation. And if somebody hasn't read Building a Story Brand, they've probably been like, "Uh, how are they still listening this long? I don't know. (laughs) But it is a great book (laughs) to read, and I would highly recommend it. It changed my life, and and I think it could really help you get clear about who you're trying to reach and and how
0: you're going to reach them. Any clue when your book may actually come out?
1: No idea. I got a I got a couple of deadlines here that I need to start hitting. So I would I would hope that it would be ready by fall. Oh that's not far. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna take yeah, I'm gonna take the self publishing oh. route just because I the traditional publishing just takes forever these days. So. Yeah, it's super simple. And you know, yeah. So I'm gonna work with some like kind of like hybrid kind of self I, I call it self published, but you know it's like a independent small publisher. But oh not direct on Amazon. Yeah, and then do it direct
0: on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've done. um yeah. There's some really good services out there if the, where you can print books yourself, and then you you know it's a really good rate, and then you just sell them on your own. And then there's you know you can do yeah. do the Amazon as well, and there's a couple other sites, mm-hmm. but it's all about distribution too, like what you're looking for, which is which yeah. is fun. Yeah. And what are the websites that we yep. can find everything about you and what you've been offering today?
1: Oh man, there's so many, right? So um, my main site for my company is GetClear.ca. And then, this, and then we've been talking about the, the websites. You could have getclearsites.com. And then lastly, if you're interested in learning more about that Discover Your Who idea, it would be discoveryyourwho.co very good
0: john thank you so much for dropping all this knowledge on us uh i like to listen to my
1: oh again my pleasure
0: po- i love long podcasts and it, it like allows me to go deeper and and discover something more about the person so uh, those who stayed in this long i know they've got a lot from it so i really do appreciate you Oh, okay that's awesome
1: yeah feel free to uh to take any of it and all of it it's all yours so uh, thanks thanks justin and thanks to anyone uh, that's listening it's been a pleasure to get a chance to serve you and hope it's been beneficial
0: Another great interview has ended. As I always say, I hope you listened, critically think, and implement something so that your practice life, family life can improve this week. I want to hit you up with a few links today. If you'd like to know what the top episodes of 2018 and 2017 were, you can just go to .net slash top 1718. And you can get a PDF of all those episodes. It's like 22 of them. If you're interested on any of the programs that I've actually been interviewed on, just go to .net slash as heard on. So play on as, as seen on, you know, so as heard on. If you didn't know, the Needless Acupuncture book sales page has been revamped, so it looks a lot better. You know, sometimes when you look at a web page and it doesn't look like it's put together well, you're like, meh, I'm not sure about this thing. But it's been redone. looks better. And also, if you have an Android device and you're curious about it, you can actually now download the same five protocols, blueprints, if you will. Right there on your phone at the Needless Acupuncture app. And for less than $4, you can get the whole book on your phone from the Android Google Play store. So if you're interested, check that out. The electric acupuncture pin is still available at a great rate. You can get it on its own or as a package. So you can get the book, the e-pin, as well as the auricular points. Now, some of the things that I'm recommending, Blueberry Hosting, that's who I use. I really like them a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. Fiverr is where I get a lot of my music done, my logos. I don't know if you noticed on Facebook, I believe my picture is now a face with a bunch of words. I just saw that real quick. It was cheap. I said, yeah, why not? I'll try that for a little while. It's fun. A turtle pillow. It's a travel pillow. It actually has like an H beam in it, so you can rest your neck and your chin on that. So you don't get like the chicken bob where you're you you know you're sleeping and whoa, you wake up really fast. And you know, Those those U-shaped ones, I just don't think they work very well. So for me, it's worked really well. I've traveled know, 10 different countries with it. Cross the Pond, as they say. I uh, really highly recommend that. If you're into instrument-assisted soft tissue manipulation, two options. You got hawk Grip, so so.NET slash grips, and also .NET slash Edge. You can get tools there as well, but they also have way more than just tools. They've got how to get to use Google Apps as your EMR, uh, blood flow restriction cuffs. There's a lot of research on that device, and you can check that episode from the past, and you can get an automatic 10% discount on all the products from the Edge Mobility Equipment. Uh, one of the devices I use to to send out snippets of the podcast via picture and uh, quotes from the text that I write from the show notes is Missing Letter. They just took out the last E in letter.com. Pretty much, you know, you can do a blast in, in two months, and you know, like five emails over two months. I like to do nine emails over 12 months. So that person who was interviewed last month doesn't just get lost, right? You know, so every day I have a new episode at a highlight and it's all automated. It's really cool. Definitely check it out. Uh, if you need to record your screen, I like Screencast-O-Matic. Also, JLab Audio Speakers. I've said it before. I love them. Uh, it's a great company. And now I get to actually be an affiliate for them. So if you end up buying any of their products, just like any of these, I get a little piece. I uh, probably have like three or four different products. I mean, they just, the battery life's are longer, sounds quality is amazing, uh, and for the price it came. Love it a bunch. And of course, in the show notes, anytime you see a book link, you buy it, it comes to me. And .net slash t-shirts will help us out. And lastly, again, something I don't talk about too much, but if you need coaching, whether it's via the Today's Choices, Tomorrow's Health, you need some help with taking those small steps and accountability so that you can actually lose the weight or start exercising more or get your budget in order. Just let me know. I can help with that. Also, if you just need some minor marketing coaching or things like that, I can help you out with that as well. Just go to .NET slash support. And of course, on there, you can also buy the host a Cup of Coffee or uh, even more than that. There's different options available. So. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week or on the mini We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share across your social media, write a review, and if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guest. You've been listening to Dr. Justin trost giving you a doctor's perspective.